What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Whoa, That's Good podcast. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I hope you're having a great week. It's about to get so much better because this interview I've been so excited for. Um, Carrie and Cody are two of my favorite people to follow along. We've been able to see each other on tour dates and passing, but we also got to go to the same church for a little while. And Carrie's been on the podcast, but today we get Cody Cards on the podcast. He's a new album out called God is Good. Yeah. Cody, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Gosh, I'm so excited. I'm excited for your new album. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's awesome. Listen, I love your wife. She, when Lainey and I used to have our cousin thing, I think Carrie was our number one cousin fan <laughs> of me and Lainey's dumb humor. And I forever am grateful for I that. I love that. Yeah. The, I forgot about the cousins. She used to um, lay in bed and watch Instagram sometimes and she would laugh about the cousins. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We were insane. You would have thought we were 12. Nope. We were like 21. But it was a good yep. time. It was a good time. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so stoked. Um, Cody, before we get into the album and all the fun things, uh, I got to ask you the question I ask every single person on the World That's Good podcast. It's a little bit of a big question to start with, but what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? The best piece of advice? That is a massive question to start with. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm only about it's halfway huge, through my coffee as well. So let me. <laughs> I know. I drop it on everyone and it's always a shock. <laughs> um, you know, something that Carrie and I, we end up saying a lot uh, is, um, and this this piece of advice came from the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so, uh, you That's know, it's awesome. the best place to get advice. Um, it's but, awesome. uh, you know, when we when we started this uh, life together in in marriage, and we were already really serving in ministry together before we were married, so you know, being married and then having a family, and then now continuing to do what we were doing, we we're trying to figure out how to balance all of it. And I remember we had yeah. a moment where the Holy Spirit told us, "You don't have to sacrifice your family for ministry. I'm not asking you to do that." And wow. um, that has really just sustained us because there's so many times, and I think that that applies to you know, uh, not just anyone in ministry, but anyone doing anything and, and, and doing what God's called you to do. And then also, um, raising a family and, and, you know, and, and just trying to balance all those things of, in your life. I think, uh, you know, ministry especially can feel so, um, it can feel like there's very little time and there's so many people to save. And that, that is true. Um, but it can often feel like we have to carry the load of that. We have, it's all on us. Um, and, and, and to the point that I have to sacrifice everything for it. And I think it's really helped us just know that our, our family is our ministry first, you know, our kids, our boys, um, if at the end of my life, if they love Jesus and they love me, then I will count that the biggest success of my life, you know? That's and awesome. so, um, I that's think awesome. that's really just helped us. It helps us even now. I mean, even now we're, we're, we're constantly having to, having to navigate. What do we say yes to? What do we say no to? Um, how to balance those things and how to love our family mm-hmm. well first. And then everything else kind of flows from that and, uh, everything else works so way good. better. So. That's so good. It's so cool because so many times that I ask that question, it's always so interesting because I have no idea what the person's going to say. But I mean, nine times out of 10, I already had a question form based off of what you just said because you live it so loudly. Mm. Like literally one of my questions is, y'all walk your calling out with your family so beautifully. Like, how do you do that? And it's just so cool that your advice from the Holy Spirit is so evident in your life that I would want to ask you advice on that anyways. Um, Just because when I look at y'all, I'm like, man, 
they're a family who's called into ministry. Like we all are, you know, and I feel like if, if you're called, like our family's called. And so Christian and I feel like that, like I'm doing this thing with LO, but Christian and honey, you know, they're, they're doing it with me, yeah. you know, and, and vice versa for the things that Christian has in his heart. And when honey grows up and has desires in her heart, like we're on this mission together, ultimately for the kingdom. And so, um, man, it's just, it's cool. And, and we've been navigating, how do you do it together? How do you do that? Well, how do you do, um, how do you, you know, thrive in your workspace, but thrive at home and, you know, be the best mom and the best wife, but also the best leader. Um, and you're right. I, I think your advice that you just said, if you love your family well and everything flows from that, like when everything flows from that, when your priorities are right, things just work out naturally yeah. as they should. Yeah. And and we've seen that. So that's so cool yeah. that, that you opened up with that. I want to ask you, because I think that's just so cool that your best piece of advice is from the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> I don't think anyone said that, which is kind of funny, because I feel like that should be the best piece of advice that we've all gotten. But what's cool is I feel like you and Carrie are really in tune with the Holy Spirit. Um, even just in conversations I've had with y'all backstage moments, is this is what I feel like the Spirit's doing. Carrie's always asking, if y'all feel like the Lord's speaking anything, please let me know. Like Y'all are always um, desperate to hear what the Lord has for a room. How do you feel like... Um, Y'all worked on hearing that together. Is it trusting each other and in, in the way that y'all hear from the Lord? Is it y'all both hear the same thing? What does that kind of look like for y'all in your marriage? Yeah, I think m most of the time it's very much um, being in agreement about things. And and um, I think the Lord loves to confirm things in a married couple, you know, especially if you're if you're making big life decisions you know, another good, great piece of advice that we've gotten from a human uh, through the, the Holy <laughs> Spirit, through, through a person, um, is that you shouldn't move on something if you aren't in agreement with it. Like you have to be in unity. Hmm. And if, if one of you feels it and one of you doesn't, there's a reason why maybe the other one has a check or something. And, and um, you just really have to <clears throat> respect that and the other person, um, even when you don't necessarily understand it. And then usually the understanding comes after that. You know, once you, yeah. once you just say, we have, we have to be in agreement or we're not going to move, the understanding comes eat one way or the other. And, um, yeah. and so I think in big life decisions, I think in ministry, you know, just in, in, you know, uh, if it's a, if it's for a room, if we're leading worship and we want to hear the Lord and, uh, you know, I think we, we kind of, Carrie and I each have our own giftings in a way, like Carrie has a very, a uh, keen sense of discernment in a room. She has like very, very sharp spiritual discernment of like what is happening in a room, um, good or bad, you know, and she can really pick up on things. And, um, and I've just learned to lean on that, like lean on her gift, yeah. um, you know, and so I think it's identifying cool. to, um, you know, what are your strengths, uh, e each other's strengths and learning cool. to lean on those things um, and learning to respect those things. If she feels something, if we step in a room and she feels something, I usually don't feel it necessarily. Sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, hey, I, I trust that, you know, and then I can yeah, kind of bring my gifts cool. to it, you know, of of helping yeah. to um, facilitate those moments and, um, you know, That's lean cool. into those things too. So. That's so cool. I can see that. Like I was just with you guys in Norway of all places and yeah. even just watching y'all's um, worship set, I, I feel like I can see that. Even from before, Carrie was texting, um, well, she was saying that she really felt 
like the place that song set a fire. I think yeah. it was the song, something like that. And what was so cool is I felt that earlier that day and was worshiping to that song, praying that over the night. Awesome. So we were able to connect on really what God was doing in the room. And then I watched y'all facilitate that and bring that into its yeah. moment. And I was like, that was so cool to see that the Lord dropped something in your spirit and you took it and you ran with it. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, so you know, a lot of people listening to this podcast, I always like to say, this might be the type of people who they love Jesus, but they also love the Bachelorette. Okay. Like they, they love, okay. They love the ABC. Got it, got it, got it, got they it. love the Bachelorette. So I'm sure they would love to know how you and Carrie met. Everybody loves a good love story. So how, how did y'all well, meet? Well, we met on the Bachelorette. It's so weird that you say that. Oh, um, what? what? <laughs> Missed that season. Dang it. Um, we met at church, which is a great place to meet somebody. I think the best place to meet somebody. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so we met at church in, in Dallas. We were at a part of Gateway Church there in the Dallas cool. area. And, um, you know, we met um, serving on a worship team together. You know, she was, uh, at the time when we met, she was on staff as a pastor. And uh, I was just, uh, I just was new to the church. I was kind of coming in and um, just serving in different ways on on different worship teams and things. And and so we ended up, you know, <clears throat> leading worship together. Um and then uh, after about a year of knowing each other, kind of in that capacity, just being at church together, um, she invited me to be in her band and travel with her. And oh, cool. so it's, it's interesting because what we do now in ministry, we've been doing it a lot longer than we've been married. Um, so we were just friends, you know, we weren't even really friends when she hired me. It was just, she said, I, I, <laughs> I feel like you have this gift on your life and I really want somebody to come in alongside me and help lead, help me lead some of these nights and, and so wow. she's like, well, I feel like you'd be great for that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Like, let's go. And so that's that's how we developed a friendship was leading worship together. And that's um, cool. And so, you know, we did that for about a year and a half. And then I moved to Arizona um, to help plant a church. And so, you know, we wow. were, we stayed friends throughout that that journey. Um, and then from the, with the help of some mutual friends, we we both started um, recognizing that maybe there was something there between us because some mutual friends of ours were like, you guys are perfect for That's each cool. other. Like you're idiots for not realizing it, you know? <laughs> and, um, yeah. and so that really kind of helped us, you know? Uh, and so, you know, long story short, you know, we started dating long distance, Arizona and Texas. Uh, and, but we were already such good friends. So it was, it was, yeah. it was kind of interesting at the beginning because it was like sitting across the table from one of your best friends uh, talking like, should we date each other? Like our friends tell us we should. <laughs> what does that look like? That's you know, awesome. and it was really fun because That's we already awesome. knew each other so well, and um, it really felt like God was in it from the beginning. And uh, That's cool. So yeah, and so we were we started dating. We were married. We were engaged six months later. We were married three months after that. I mean, we were such oh, good friends, it. and all of our all of our pastors and people knew. Uh, you know, knew us. And and as soon as we told them it's we were cool. dating, we're like, you know, do you guys think this is a good idea? Everyone gave us the green light. Yes. That's and awesome. And so, yeah. So we were married shortly after. And uh, yeah, it's been, been amazing. That is so cool. I love it. So many things from that story I think so many of us can learn from. If you're, if you're still single or if you're dating, I think just that note of all of your pastors, all of your friends were so for yeah. it. It was so obviously a good thing. And I think a lot of times I actually just was sitting with a friend yesterday who was talking about a good friend of hers who started dating this guy and they're engaged now. And she said, it's just the weirdest thing because everyone, you know, loves her so much. And she's always been someone who takes everyone's advice. 
except for in this one area. It's like not willing to listen, unwilling yeah. to hear. Um, and I've been in that stage in my life sometimes. I was dating yeah. people that people were saying, hey, this isn't a good thing. Yeah, same. You know, you're so wrapped up in the love and the fun. You're like, no, how could yeah. this not be? No you one else see this and, this and this and this. No one else understands. No one gets yeah. it. No one sees it. <laughs> and, you know, hindsight 2020, I'm like, oh, wow. Like, yes, they did understand. They saw it. And now, you know, being with Christian, I'm so grateful that I did listen to that advice. Yeah. And, you know, when I when I met Christian and my family loved him and my people loved him. And again, it was this makes sense kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, no, no reservations. It was like, this is a good thing. Yeah. And so, you know, for those listening, I know you want to get married. I know you have that desire, but man, it's so important that you marry the right person, yeah. that you marry the person that your your friends are around, your pastors are around your mentors, your family that are in support of that. And it just makes all the difference. It makes dating more fun. It makes the engagement season so much sweeter. It makes your uh, wedding showers a lot more pleasant when everybody likes the person that you're marrying. And so it's just so important. I love that. Um, Gosh, so many questions. So you um, love the church, which I love that about you and Carrie. Uh, I just think that that is so cool. And I want to talk to you later about the belonging and just all of that. But where does your love for the church start? Tell us a little bit about your... uh, upbringing and where you fell in love with church? I I was raised in church in Texas. Um, you know, I had two parents that, that loved Jesus and um, and my dad was in, played music professionally for over 25 years. And so I, I just kind of cool. grew up in like music and church and, cool. um, you know, serving in church. My mom tells a story about she was in choir practice. I think I was three. And there was this wow. little like xylophone, uh, little toy xylophone in in the church and I, she I, she brought me to choir practice with her and I was just playing it and uh, and That's I started cool. picking up on like melodic you know things that the choir was singing on the wow. xylophone and and I started piano lessons at six because that choir teacher was like when he turns six years old I'm gonna teach him piano you know so I just kind of grew wow. up in in just church and and really just That's loving cool. serving church you know I I have a genuine love for serving the church and the local church and what that's done for me in my life. And I got, I, I met Jesus. I got saved when I was eight, you know, at church at our local church and, um, you know, started cool. playing music, started leading worship when I was 13, 14 in our youth group. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I've just, I've been serving church, uh, ever since that's and awesome. we'll, we'll always serve the local church. It's, uh, I think it's so important. Um, awesome. yeah. So just always loved it. That's so yeah. cool. Talk to me about that importance because, you know, y'all are, y'all are out in the road all the time. Y'all are, y'all are such good high leaders of the church, but y'all also serve the church. And I've seen that. I, I got to go to the belonging for a couple years when I lived in Nashville and saw that y'all are such a part of it. Um, what, like, what is the fruit that you've seen for, from y'all's life of just being a part of that local body and kind of pouring into your local community in Nashville um, whenever you could really go and y'all do go everywhere and are part of church moments. But what is that for y'all being planted somewhere? Yeah, I think, you know, it's really important to be known and to know people and to know the real things about people's lives, to be invested you know, in community yeah. to have like to have some skin in the game. You know, you're in with these people yeah. and, and it's not always pretty and, and you gotta you gotta work yeah. through things and the Holy Spirit is so good about teaching you things through those situations and you know, you have to be connected with people. I think the enemy want, really wants to get you isolated. That's his number one goal, I yeah. think, is to get you isolated because yeah. that's when he can come in and just start to make you go crazy, basically, like, you know, speak all kinds mm-hmm. of lies to you. And it's the community of God that really helps you in those moments. Say, no, this is what God is 
said, yeah. and you got to remember, you know, this is the truth. And, and I think you, you know, being connected, I think God's, you know, first of all, the church is the hope of the world. It's the, it's the, it is literally the vehicle that God put on the earth to, to show his glory cool. and to communicate who he is and to show the world yeah. who Jesus is. And so I think you have to be, if, you, if you're going to be a Christian, you have to be connected to that in some way, um, that local yeah. body of believers glorifying Jesus, you know? And, um, cool. but I think it's just good. For, I think it's just healthy for you. I think it's, yeah. um, it's good for, it's good for all of your mental health, your emotional health, you know, when we, when we go out and we're a part of all these church moments, but you know, we come in and out of so many moments um, and what yeah. we do that we don't really ever get to know the people that we're leading unless we're connected in yeah. our local church. And I love yeah, being on, I a, on a Sunday. I love leading people. When I look at them, I know what their story is. I know what they're going yeah. for, going through. I know that their hands raised in this song and what they're believing for is like, you know, their cancer to be healed and for uh, their yeah. family to get through this, uh, this situation yeah. of losing their job. And yeah, you know, I just, I, yep. I love knowing those things about people and, and carrying each other's burdens and, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just healthy. Um, one, it's a command yep. from scripture, you know, to be connected to the church and, and to, to yep. gather together as believers. Um, but two, it's just really, really good for you, you know? It's good. That's so good. I cannot have said it better. Christian and I um, are involved with our local church here, and we love it so much. And I've really just gotten plugged in over the past few years, and it's just been so good and so healthy for us. And we even say, like, we want that for our kids. Like, our kids are going to bounce around to these church moments, yeah. you know, but we want them to have their their church friends and their church family. And um, just even the women, like, there's so many older women at our church that we actually— because we've gotten to be such good friends with they they're just prayer warriors i mean all these women just completely gray-headed but they can just call upon heaven and they're praying scripture and they're declaring it over your life. And so I said, hey, can y'all come to LO conference and just be in the room? I was like, just be in the room, just be praying. I mean, if, if there are moments to pray with people, pray with people, but if y'all could just be there. And it was just so sweet, like, you know, the age group at LO is typically in their 20s and then we have younger moms or when we have some moms in their 40s and then we had all these older women walking around the room and so some important. of the coolest stories from conference have come from those prayer yes. women's stories of people they get to pray with people they're still connected with people they went to coffee with the next day and i was like man i what we wouldn't have had that had i not known them from our local yeah. church you know and just seeing our people um man our pastor's wife she was uh such a huge part of last year's conference we ran out of towels because we did baptisms and we had so many people get baptized and Miss Trina was over at the church. She was literally pulling curtains. <laughs> she was pulling tablecloths, like wrapping it around girls for towels. And I was just like, that's that that's the awesome. body. Like that's the church. It was just so beautiful. Yeah, I so, think it's so important to respect and honor the generations that have gone before you. It's so biblical. You know, God yeah. says that each yeah. generation tells the goodness and the glory of God to the next generation, you know? And so, uh, yeah. and I, you know, I think I've been, I've been thinking about this lately that it seems like there's such an attack on disrespect for older generations. Like the enemies yeah. come in and, and, and there's so many jokes and so, and you know, it's okay to like joke about things because generations are so different, you know what I yeah. mean? But yeah. I think it, it can easily creep into disrespect. And that's one of the yeah. worst things that could happen is that we don't yeah. honor and respect the generation before us because they carry all the wisdom that we don't have. And they carry, yeah. they carry many more years of the faithfulness of God and seeing God do things yeah. and hearing God speak. They carry so much more time 
with that yep. that we need to glean from and that those those moments need to be happening and so yeah yep. it's like you know my prayer one of my prayers lately is that this we would be a church we my generation that's what I'm responsible for we would be a generation that honors the people that have gone before us yes. and builds connections and builds relationships with that um, and creates a space and creates an openness to what do you have to say? Like yeah. I, I, I and, yeah. a, and a humility to learn from you. I don't, I don't know more than you do. Actually, you know more than I do. Um, and so yeah. just that, that kind of um, respect and honor is so key. It's so good. I completely agree. I come from a family. I'm blessed and thankful to have generations in my family. I, my great grandma's still alive. And I always say like sitting at her feet is like one of my favorite things ever. Even last night, I was just talking to her and we were having dinner and I said, I can't, oh, I said, I said, Memo, I read this article the other day and I was like, and I think this is so you. I was like, it, it talked about how people past 70 something keep their memory more if they're still socializing and in community. And my great grandma, she is so plugged in with her church. She has so many great church friends. They play games often during the week. They'll go to Sunday lunch every single Sunday together. They take up a massive table. They have like, I don't even know how many couples they have in their little group. I said, I think that's why you're so sharp. She's 91 years old and I mean, doesn't miss a beat. And she said, oh, honey, absolutely. She said, that is why. And because all of her friends are 90, 80 as well. And um, they're so sharp too. And it's just so cool to see them in community. And that's such a blessing. And then after that, she goes, I'll give you another tip. She goes, if you can stand on one leg at 70, you're guaranteed another 10 years. <laughs> and I just, I just like, I'm like, that's so good. Great, I'm going to start working it. on that now. <laughs> I know. I, that's why I told her. I said, okay, good to know. I'm going to start doing that. And I said, can you still do it? She said, well, that's why I'm in physical therapy. I said, well, good. So I just, I just love it. You're so right. The generations are so important. Um, can't help but let that lead me to the blessing. Um, just thinking of, and a thousand generations yep. and all the things. And man, let me tell you something. When I, I mean, I know everybody has their story with the blessing. That song has just blessed so many people's life. Um, but I got to sing that song when I was pregnant with Honey. And it was such a gift, man. It, it literally makes me tear up because of how many Sundays they sang that at our church. And I would put my hands on my belly and I would raise my other hand. And um, I remember one Sunday... We were singing that song and Christian, for some reason, he was teaching a class. That was it. He was teaching a class at church. So I was in there by myself and I was just worshiping and I had my, my hand on my belly and praying over honey and declaring that over her life. And the security guard at church came over and he was like, I can't wait to see you step into being a mom, just watching you pray over her already and worship over her. And it was just a sweet moment. And now I sing that song to her when she goes to sleep every night. And so <laughs> like, it's this. just been... I know, this. I know. She <laughs> she knows that. She knows that song. And so it's just cool. I mean, it's just so beautiful, like the songs y'all have written that have reached the church. Um, when you write a song like The Blessing, what does the room look like? What did that look like when y'all are sitting around and you just start writing? Um, are y'all as impacted as as it is? Or are y'all do y'all even know like this is good, you know? Cause yeah. I feel like sometimes when you're creating, on one some hand, you can be like, man, I'm so moved by this. I don't even care if anybody else is. It's just that good. And then sometimes you can be like, no, this is really special. Yeah. Like God's really on this. What What was that moment like? Yeah, I mean, I think any song that I've that I've been a part of that has, has it really impacted people, I could tell you a story about each one of them and all the stories are different. But the thing that is consistent is that the glory of God was in the room at that time. 
And I think, you know, now when I write songs, I've realized that that is the goal in a songwriting session. And whether or not the song ends up being good and ends up being used or not, um, the goal is to chase the glory of God with your friends, you know, because a lot of times you're in a room with other people and you're collaborating and you're sitting down and um, you're Mm. just chasing after what are we, what are we supposed to write today? What is, what, what's on our hearts? What does God want us to, to say? You know, what scriptures are coming alive for us? How do we put those to, to music? And, um, yeah. but really that like writing the blessing was, it started with an idea around number six. What if we write a song around this blessing? And, you know, as soon as mm. we leaned into it, um, we felt the presence of God come in the room in such a unique way. We'd actually been writing for wow. already writing for eight hours. And we wrote a, we wrote a different song earlier that day. And we were kind of wow. wrapping up, get ready to go home. And then this idea happened. And, you know, so we stayed longer. We stayed till about midnight that night. And, um, and, and it just felt like the glory of God came in the room in a different way all of a sudden. And, um, and that, in that way, it does feel special. You do feel like, okay, this is really, this feels really powerful to us in this moment. And we know that God is here. Um, yeah. and, but there is such a mystery to it still of, you have no idea what a song is going to do and how God is going to breathe yeah. in it. And that's actually one of my favorite things about creating songs is that I kind of, I get cool. to like do my little part and, you know, putting like hearing God and yeah. trying to put it to paper as best I can and yeah. p- putting it to melody. And then I, that's kind of, and then my job is done at that point. And yeah. anything beyond the creation of it, you know, God is involved very much in that space, but I also, yeah. he lets me have my hands in it in that space. But beyond that, God breathes on a song and God does what he does. It's only him. And it's, it's unbelievable to watch, like with the blessing, it was just unbelievable because um, we were we were literally so removed from any th- part of that song going mm. around the world because we were in lockdown, you know. And yeah. um, we we wrote we wrote the so song crazy. a week and a half before the country shut down, and we released it like a week before the country shut down on YouTube. Yep. And so um, we didn't write it in lockdown. It was not a result of here's where we are. It was literally this moment where God just chose to drop this song in a room and we had no idea what was coming, you know? And um, wow. so the whole thing just feels, you you really just feel like you get to be a part of something that God is doing. Um, and you say, yeah. you know, you sing in it over honey in, in your belly while the song's going on the world. We were doing the same thing. We were singing it over our kids, you know, while we're locked down. Wow. And it was it was as if we weren't a part of the song. It was as if... We recognize yeah, wow. that this song was so much bigger than us. And it, and you, I would have moments yeah. where I'm like, I can't believe I got to be a part of writing this because this song wow. is ministering to our family in this moment. Like we're yeah. trying to get through this, these waves of fear wow. and uncertainty. And like, we're singing this over our kids at night and like, all right, we're clinging to the promises of God. And then it would be like, oh yeah, yeah we we wrote this, you know, it's like, wow, that's we got so to cool. be a part of writing it. Really. It felt like God just kind of dropped it in a room and, wow. um, but it is a beautiful that's thing so to cool. be a part of. You just never know. That's so and cool. And the stories are unbelievable. And we just, you know, we just say, thank you, Jesus, that you, you yeah. gave something in that season to carry us through. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's so cool. It's so cool to hear that. It was such a, um, a blessing for y'all too, that y'all got to sing it over and it felt so fresh and it felt because it is, it is so good. And I was actually going to ask you that. And it's funny. I remember now because I remember a week after, I guess a week and a half, two weeks after lockdown happened, we went to visit Christian's family in Florida. And 
I do not run. I cannot even tell you <laughs> besides this one moment, the last time I ran. So whenever I say this, I'm not even going to act like I'm a runner. And people are like, wow, no, I don't run ever. And that song came out and it was the live version first, you know, and and it was so big and it was so exciting and that those promises and but whenever I get excited in church, I'm like, oh, man, like, I just want to go, you know? And so I hear that song and I'm like, Christian, I'm going to go run. I have never, I mean, literally, that might be the only mile I have ran since high school. And I ran a solid mile awesome. listening to that song. And it was just, I know, it's just so funny. So thinking about just moments I've had. Uh, with that song and thinking, man, so many people around the entire world have had that. It's such a blessing and so cool that God did that. Um, I actually read somewhere, saw somewhere that you said that um, sometimes when you're writing songs, you really envision the room or you see the people. Um, and it's so interesting because I do the same thing. Like if I'm writing a message, it's almost like God gives me a vision of the room I'm talking to. And um, sometimes even I can like see myself preaching something that I'm like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to say. And I'll write it down. And it's really crazy because then when I step into that moment weeks later and I'm on that stage in that room preaching that thing God said, those are the moments that actually have the power in them because that's the thing that God dropped in the room, in the private space. So um, what is that like? Just the process of as you're sitting there envisioning who, who you're kind of singing yeah. to is that something that god gives you that vision or is that something that you're kind of searching for to get an understanding of where you're going yeah i think it'll be it's very similar to what you just said i think it's waves of um it's like waves of pictures that god just kind of gives when you're in uh, a creative space you know that's not even something we necessarily search for but it's just like you'll just it'll just hit you like you said it'll, yeah Oh, oh, wow, I can see this, you know. And I, I think the heart mm -hmm. of that is, you know, when we're writing songs for the church, our, our, our main, two main objectives are one, to minister to the Lord and two, to serve people, you know. And mm -hmm. so the serving people part of that is so key because, um, you know, when we're writing songs, we're thinking about, I really want this song to connect people to the heart of God. I really want them, I want it to, I want it to see something they, they understand. I want it to be something that they can sing. I want it to be, but I also want it to be something that could be, is maybe creatively um, beautiful. And maybe, maybe it says, it gives people language to say something to God they've been trying to say for a long time. Um, yeah. That's one of the best yeah. compliments I've ever gotten about a song is, I've been trying to say that to God for a long time and you, the song finally gave me the language for it. I was blown away yeah. by that. I'm like, that is such a beautiful yeah. picture. That's what I what I want to do as a songwriter, as a yep. communicator in any way. Um, so you yeah. are. You are getting those visions and it's it good. is really sweet. It is crazy when the when the vision you had and then the reality like come together and you actually are living yeah. in that moment. Um, it's it's yeah. just that's just that's just a gift God gives you because it's so it's special. Cool. You know, you're just like I so can't special. believe this is actually happening, you know? <laughs> That's so true. That's mind blowing. I would say the same thing. It's not really something you s can search for, even strive to see. It's like, um, it literally feels like God gives you a gift of a vision in a moment. And I think that it comes from maybe getting away with Him, sitting with Him, seeking Him, and then in return, He gives you maybe the picture of what, what he's going to do. So that's so yeah. cool. So if you're a creative person out there, if you're a writer or um, speaker, whatever you are, um, just getting with the Lord and asking him, um, 
just for more of him and, and what he's doing in a space, what he wants for his church, what he wants yeah. uh, for the people around you in your space. He'll give you those little visions and you just get to step into that. It's like, hey, here's the plan. Like, go go walk yeah. forward. And so that's cool. Oh, man, there's so many things. Um, one thing that I thought of when you were just saying that is just giving you the words to say to God. And I think when I think of your songs, I think Christy Magnified, the bridge of that song. Mm. Well, I love the whole song. Mm. But the bridge specifically is definitely words that I like. I feel like that is how I want to live my life. Like that is my life. Like that is like, well, that's what I want my life to be. I hope my life is like that. And that is like the words that you gave me and all of us to declare over like our life. Um, I won't be formed by feelings. I hold fast to what it's true. Like, yes. Mm. Like, does a generation need to hear that? Absolutely. And so I definitely can see some of the words in your songs that have given me language even to say to God that I've wanted to say that I've wanted to live Mm. out. So that's super cool. So you have a new album out. God is good. Super, super stoked for this. The songs um, are all out now, yeah. but even the the ones in the first round that have been putting out, every time you drop one, I was just so excited uh, <laughs> to listen to the next Thanks. one. Um, I want to ask you about just, because you, you're you so um, rooted in scripture with the songs that you write. What were some of the scriptures that you were um, excited about that kind of bled into this yeah, album? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, like I said, in, in those writing sessions, uh, a lot of times I've got this massive, it's really cool, this massive red Bible here. Um, this big old thing. Oh, that's it's super so cool. cool. And that's this awesome. is like my studio Bible. And it's when you open that's it, it's cool. It, it just feels so like holy when you open it because it's just so massive. You know? That's <laughs> and, uh, awesome. Um, that's cool. And but anyway, so like, you know, a lot of times in sessions, it's we're just scouring through that. Um, you know, Psalm 34, I should just pull it up in my big red Bible right here. Um, Psalm 34 <laughs> is was kind of like a big theme throughout. Um, which is just, I will praise the Lord at all times. His praise will be on my lips. Um, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Mm. Uh, verse eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the, is the one who takes refuge in him. And so, you know, really this, cool. uh, this album title, God is good. It kind of came from, uh, me looking back on the songs that I had written over the last 18 months and unintentionally realizing that a lot of the songs had good in the title. A lot of the songs were about the goodness of God. Too Good to Not Believe. Um, There's a song called Good, Can't Be Anything Else. Uh, There's a song called Good to Be Loved. Um, So it was just like several songs. I'm like, man, there's a lot of good in these songs, you know? And so as I prayed into that, you know, I, I saw... I saw the billboard that's on the cover now. I saw like this billboard wow. um, that that was that just said that statement, you know, God is good that's exclamation cool. mark, you know. And I just thought, man, what a one, it's it's something that we've said and heard for for decades, you know. Um, yeah, but I felt like right now in this time, there was such a potency to that statement, though, because we've come out of this mm-hmm. season of of everything kind of falling apart and and yeah, and being thrown into like the biggest chaos and turmoil and head spinning kind of season that maybe any of us have ever lived through. And so you come out of that season and it's like everybody's kind of trying to figure out, okay, what actually is true and what actually is right. And, and, and I think everything comes into question at that point. And I think one of the things that have come into mm-hmm. question is, is God really good? Is he really who he says he is? Yeah. Um, yeah. is G- did Jesus really die? Is this really, you know, these like foundational truths of scripture that now all of a sudden you've, you kind of, you can kind of pick up on 
people posting right. things or something of like, oh my goodness, we're questioning that now, you know? And I think I, yeah. I as an artist, I just wanted to, to reiterate the statement, God is good. God is who he says he is. Good. We can trust him. We can believe in him. Cool. He's the only thing that's constant and consistent at this point in our lives. Everything else has been shaken. God yeah. is not, you know? And so I think yeah. the songs just kind of naturally, they, they kind of themed themselves. You know, when I looked back, I said, I mm -hmm. thought, man, I want to say, you know, I want to make a statement, a bold statement like a billboard. God yeah. is that's good, cool. you know? And I think... Um, uh, if the feeling I have for this album is like when you go to, you know, if you're like really struggling with something, if you're, if you're like, if your head is spinning, if you're kind of in fear or you're, you're really like trying to figure something out and you need to like go to coffee with a, a good friend, you know, and you just, I just need to talk and kind of process. And, and, you know, when you go to, when you go to coffee with that good friend, it's like that good friend can kind of hear all of the things that you're, that your head is spinning yeah. about and they can just kind of go, well, here's the truth. And, and yeah. here, you know, God, remember, this is the promise of God. I remember God really loves you. And re remember, yeah. this is the truth about it. It's and cool. you can kind of leave that meeting going, oh man, I feel so much better because I feel yeah. like somebody just kind of, kind of like grabbed me and just said, here's the truth. Stop, History. your head can stop yeah. spinning now. And it's like, yes, thank you. Yeah. I really pray that this album is that good friend at coffee. You know, it's That's it's cool. coming out of this season of chaos and and the album is full of joy and it's full of hope. And we That's laughed awesome. a lot recording this album. Just, you know, I think you That's can awesome. feel it. Um, and and to come out of a season where things are we're living down the repercussions of depression and anxiety and all these things of this season. I, yeah. I, I pray this album is in these scriptures in this album really are the good friend at coffee. Like, remember, here's the truth. Like, so remember, cool. God is good. Like we can take we can find yeah. hope in that and um we we've we're, we're in the family of god like we're okay we're gonna be fine you know um cool. yeah so that's my prayer for this this record and these songs that is so good my gosh that's so good i'm so excited people are gonna have that because people absolutely need that right now and i think you know the past few years that we walked through are so interesting because also not only has it been so hard and things have been you know really bad at times but also like truth has been questioned and truth is so relative to so many people and what is truth and i think that's why when you say you look at these foundational verses and we're like that's being questioned because it seems like everything's being questioned and i think that's such a dangerous place to be because we know our feelings will lie to us you know we know that the enemy is going to lie to us every single day and so if we don't have a truth that solid then and if we don't have feelings that are solid then you see a very shaken generation you know yeah. you see people who how do you get out of that anxiety how do you get out of that depression how do you get out of that just um everything is bad mentality when you don't have feelings that are good and you don't have truth that is a stable yeah. and so that's why the bible it, it being the foundation that it is being the truth that it is and you know, standing the test of time for thousands yeah. of years being, you know, um, the same the same yesterday as is today and the same God who is the God of Isaac and Abraham, uh, Isaac, <laughs> Isaac, Abraham, Jacob. I was like, what? That Isaac and Abraham. I, exactly. <laughs> you know what is so funny? Look, this is so me. I'm, I'm having a serious moment. I start dying laughing. I watched a video yesterday of a girl who kept messing up. She kept trying to say spoon and fork and she kept messing it up. And I was making fun of her. And today I say well, spork, a spork is a thing Ibrahim. though. A spork is real. So that's... She, she wasn't, she wrong. wasn't wrong. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> but the video was cracking me up and I just did it today. Oh, that's too good. 
Anywho, if I can get back uh, to reality, I just think it is um, something that you have to cling to. You know, you have yeah. to take that as truth. I mean, the Bible is, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Whoever, you know, wants to get to the Father has to come through me. And so, you know, when we go through Jesus and we get to the Father, the goodness of who God is just is exuding over our yeah. life. It's a banner over our life. That doesn't mean that everything in life is good, but you're so right. God is good. Yeah. And the fruit of who He is is so good. And that's why you have peace and you have joy and you have this love despite what your circumstances look like. And yes. so I love what you're doing. I love what you're uh, preaching and singing and leading. Meeting. Um, are y'all going on tour or anything that we need to know about? Because I'm going to try to be there. Uh, and I know so many people are going to. Is there a God is Good tour coming up? There is a God is Good tour. It's in February. Um, Sweet. We're, we're starting with eight eight cities, eight nights. Cool. And um, you can find details on my website or whatever. It's out there. Um, cool. But yeah, awesome. we're, we're, we're going to bring the tour. And it'll be my first time, my first ever like headlining tour um, oh, cool. Doing a lot of these songs, doing a lot of my older songs. I'll have my friend That's Benjamin awesome. William Hastings with me as well, cool. um, leading all of his cool. amazing songs. And so it's going to be a really yeah, special night. I'm excited. That's awesome. That's so good. I was just writing down some of my favorites of your songs, and I was like, these are like my favorite worship songs. This isn't just like my favorite <laughs> Cody Carnes songs. These are like my favorite worship songs. Um, nothing awesome. else. Run to the Father, Christ be magnified, the blessing. And then all these new ones that we're getting to dive into and love and learn and uh, just anchor over our life. So so thank you. Um, yeah. Truly thank you for what you and Carrie both do. The lives that y'all uh, lead. Thank you for doing it with your kids. It's a great example to Christian and I and I know so many people. I know a lot of people think that when you have kids, you know, everything's over and i just don't believe that i believe that when you have kids they get added into what god's doing in your family Absolutely. and their life and i think god put something in them that is right. so specific to the mission of your family and yeah. so i just love watching that in y'all's life and super excited so congrats on your new album and thank thanks you. for taking time to pour into our life thanks for having me